I'm coming. Yes, sir. I got my boy, Mr. Make It Happen in here. I'm going to play a track for y'all. We're going to get right into it. She just need a drink. Mm. She's like, my nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. It's a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave, granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. Know he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated so he get faded. But deep down inside he know you can't fade. Speak now. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All at once. I got B Hood in the back on the cameras. V's in here. Brother L's, Keith, Liddy, Zay, Willie, Top G, Top G, Chris Featherston. Make sure you say the Featherston. Wait, welcome to the Chris Featherston podcast. I'm still rolling with that, bro. This is your show. That, no, that's not I'm your host, audio, no. Deem the Great, aka the People's Champ. AKA Baldy with the glasses, and I got another great one for y'all. Right. <laughs> I kind of like Baldy with the glasses. That's what they be calling me on TikTok when, <laughs> when the women are triggered. They, they try to shame me. I'm bald, bitch. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I got on Cartier frames, but okay. Anyway, uh, we'll take I got the Eminem approach. Rule number 10. Rule number, yeah. Yeah, but I'm eight minutes in already. And they're my rules. Um, oh, here we I'm go. Just, oh, I'm just trying to okay. play by the rules. That's all. And I got a great, great, great episode for y'all. He's back for the second time. Mr. Make It Happen, my boy Moody. What y'all, the big, big effing media company, right? Yeah, yep, yep. And they're killing it the out biggest. here. 820 subs, real Thousand. quick. Huh? 820. Okay, my fault. I put K up there, my bad. Yeah. Mm, no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect was me. Let's be clear. 820,000. Mm hmm. 
subscribers. That is insane, bro. Crazy. And the applause for that, bro. Almost that a million. Big, big. Got the bomb for that? That's what's up. Live events, merch. Make sure you get you a knife, some seasoning. Flour just went on sale. It's already gone. Yeah. But I'm going to let him talk about that, bro. Welcome. How y'all doing? Good, man. I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Y'all maximize the space in here really nicely. I'm learning. We try to. <laughs> like, <laughs> we need a little more space. Mm -hmm. um, I do good. Where, where y'all want to start at, bro? Because I, I, I found you. Actually, Willie put me on to you. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, that dude over there, he be killing stuff during the pandemic. Right? Yeah. And we're going to have to go to do this episode again because the first one was kind of trash. That's not my fault. But we're going we're gonna to make it right. I'm going to be accountable. That's my show. Right? Um, go back and watch the other one. Though, please. Yeah, I mean, go back. But this is going to be better, I promise. <laughs> um, but Matt was like revitalizing the space. People were stuck in the house. And you were doing these online cooking classes every week. Right. And I became, uh, I tell people all the time, I'm a master chef now. I'm, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty damn good. This stuff what, looks good. It, you know, it tastes good too, bro. Okay. <laughs> That's how people do me. Like, it looks good, but it tastes good. <laughs> no, it, ta it tastes good too. Shit. It tastes good too. But um, tell tell people how you kind of got into that space. What made you go from, because you already was doing well in your career anyway. Right. Right. And then you decided to jump into this. You're not like a classically trained chef. Right. But, I mean, I know the shit good because I make it and I go off the recipe and, and it's hitting, so... I mean, you got so Moody with you, and Moody's been day one. He anyway. makes me look good. So yeah, shout out, so. Moody's the cameraman. He does a little bit of everything for me. So he, he be cooking too. Business partner. He does a little bit of everything. Um, but so yeah, I had a. Uh, I was working in corporate America. I was. I won't say the company, but a, a relatively big bank, Fortune sure. Fortune 500 company. Um, and I was doing that, and then the pandemic hit. I always cooked. So I've been cooking since I was probably 18, 19 years old when I first moved out and got the apartment. And I'm not big on, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm not, if it wasn't for what I'm doing business-wise, I wouldn't be a social media person because yeah. I wasn't posting a lot of stuff on social media. Um, but friends would come over. We would always have the house that people would hang out at. People were like, you should post this on Instagram. So mm -hmm. I started doing that, um, and it kind of started to get traction and take off. And then I was like, well, now I'm like, okay, I saw the business side of it. It was like, well, I like to do this, and I also understand business how to yeah. monetize things. So let me kind of marry the two together. Mm -hmm. And uh, the pandemic hit and like right at the same. Uh, so we started our YouTube channel January before the pandemic. Um, so I think part of this is kind of getting lucky, too. Like you got to have talent. You got to have work ethic. Yeah. You got to have all of that stuff. Um, but luck plays a key, too. So we started it at the best time, in my opinion, to do some food related stuff mm -hmm. because everybody's at home. Everybody's got to cook. So um, we started it at that point and then we had immediate success. Like the, the YouTube channel kind of caught traction. Everything was doing well on, on social media. So um, I just rode the wave and kind of took a lot of the stuff that I learned from corporate America and applied it to yeah. what I'm doing now. And, you know, it's, it's paying off. All-purpose seasoning is a must. Yep, definitely. The hot, the lemon bay. You just dropped the all-purpose flour. Yep, seasoned flour uh, just dropped on Friday. It's, it's probably going to be sold out by the time you put this up. Yeah, for um, sure. No, it, it will be. It's almost sold out now. So, but, I mean... Part of that is like inventory, right? So I think sometimes people order just a small amount of stuff and then they like to say that they're sold out. Ain't um, nothing wrong with that, bro. That's a merchant, um, a marketing tactic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The <laughs> scarcity model. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, really it's more about like just making sure that the packaging is right. I didn't want to order 10,000 units and then send it out and just the flowers bust in the bag before yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. to you. So um, just quality control, basically. But mm -hmm. So Matt, you you have said several times on YouTube that you're self-taught. So what does that mean? So you say you've been cooking since you're 18. Like, how did you actually become a self-taught person that learned how to cook that way? 
So, I mean, really, I got like an obsessive personality. So when I get into something, I just I immerse myself in it until I figure it out. Um, so I started cooking just so I moved out real early. So I moved out before I turned 18, had an apartment when I turned 18. Um, and then you kind of got to cook to feed yourself. I had a, a situation where my roommate had to, had to get the boot. So I was living um, in the apartment by myself. I had budgeted for two people. It was only me. So obviously you got to cook at home. So that kind of got me into cooking. Um, and we, we were throwing parties and like promoting parties when I was younger. So people would come to my house before we would go out and I would always cook something and people would compliment you. Um, so once you start getting the compliments, you're like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. You kind of like double down on it and keep, you know, seeing how far you can take it. And again, I'm, I'm obsessed with stuff. So like when I get into something and I feel like I'm good at it, I'm going to keep seeing how far I can take it. So that's kind of the origin story. I had a question, too. You said a minute ago that you um, learned a lot of things that you applied to what you're doing now and that mm-hmm. helped you with your success. What What were some of those things that those traits or whatever you want to call it that you took from whatever you were doing before and brought it over to help you be successful in this area? Man, everything. So I didn't go to college, but I, the, the company I worked for was was college for me. So I, I was a uh, backtrack all the way back to, to the apartment situation. I was working, t- I had to get a second job. I was a, um, a manager at Finish Line, which is started my shoe addiction. Uh, <laughs> we talk about that later too. But I, I went and got a second job. So I had two full-time jobs once my roommate uh, got removed from the apartment. And um, at that time, there was a, a person that was working with me. I got a, I was a, a supervisor at like BJ's Wholesale Club, like a Costco basically. And she had just got fired from this bank that I worked at. But she was like, you're good with people. You could talk to people. You should you should apply for this this job. I was like, they're not going to hire me. I'm I don't have a college degree. I don't have any anything that I thought would would help me get that job at what I thought was like a, a prestigious bank. I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, I applied, got the job and and started it from there. But, you know, everything like they taught me. I didn't know anything going into the job. They taught me everything about business, like um, marketing, just how to how to set things up, how to like I started in sales, so obviously sales is a huge thing that I have going on now with all the products and mm-hmm. and things like that. So literally everything that I know I learned from from that job. I worked there for ten and a half years. Mm. Sure. Well, with that with that being said, your marketing background, were there any gaps in actually applying it in an actual business? Yeah, you know I know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of it's trial and error. So like everything that that you do business wise, you kinda gotta test it and, and see mm-hmm. see how it plays out. Um I think having the right, like not being in a rush, I think a lot of people right now I'm experiencing or, or seeing a lot of people in my field, a lot of people that are, are cooking on the internet, they see people like me that have a product, so they're in a rush to get a product out. And if the quality of the product's not good, it's gonna damage your brand. And people, I'll never yeah. buy nothing from you again if the thing that I buy from you is not a good quality product. Mm-hmm. So like not being in a rush, I think is important. And just being willing to invest in yourself. A lot of people are, are you know, quick to try to make some money, but they don't want to put any money into the business mm-hmm. first. Big facts. And that's how I started it. Like when we started, I was paying Moody out of my pocket. We was making zero dollars profit. I was just paying him, you know, out of my pocket. Everything that we did, I funded it myself from the job that I had. And a lot of people are kind of reluctant to do that. I feel like. How did I link up? Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we had a mutual friend. Um, he hit me up about um, doing some video. I think I might have posted something about looking for a videographer. He responded. And I saw that he knew somebody I know. I'm big on that. Like, I, I like to work with people that I know or at least somebody can vouch for you before I kind of bring you into, into yeah. my immediate circle. Um, and it just worked out. Like, he fits right in. He's like a brother now. So 
That's can dope. you can you give us like a maybe like a quick rundown of the process it takes to drop these products? Because it isn't like you're just dropping like a like a t-shirt. You're actually right. doing something, and people are going to be putting it in their body. So yeah, can you give us a rundown. Sure. So uh, with the seasoning, you got to so there's a, a number of ways you can do it. In my opinion, the the safest way or the the way that kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of you is to find what's called a co-packer. So uh, a company that's been in business for a long period of time that already does this for a living. Mine, you know, distributes seasonings and, and uh, dry goods all across the country to all of the Costco's, all of the, the biggest places that you currently buy stuff from. So they're reputable. Um, it's not like you're at home in your own kitchen measuring it out, which in some states you're allowed to do. But I, I think that has a lot of liability to it. Um, so the way it works is I tell them the ingredients that I want to use in the, in the seasoning. They send it to me like their own ingredients so that it's, it's the same stuff that we're going to be talking about or using. I measure it out, make the recipe, send it back to them. They make it, like make the season and send it to me to test. I give it the green light or tell them to adjust this or that, and then it goes to market. Okay. You did a great job of also, <clears throat> when I was doing the cooking classes, it was always salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. Yeah. And then that was the first all-purpose. Yeah. And it's like, if you were already vested in the class, and some of those classes we'd be on, it'd be a couple hundred people on them joints. Yeah. So you already had like, oh, that's the base right there. Right. Eight dollars a pop, nine dollars a pop. I did mm-hmm. the math. I'm like, oh, he running it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's part. I mean, I have like ten of them at my house. I, you, you playing me with these big holes in there. <laughs> that's that's, part, that's, that's part, part of the, the business know, model too. I know that shit go fast. I'm like, damn, man. And it's mm-hmm. and it's low sodium, so you can go heavy and mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not mess yeah, the no, food up. Genius, bro. I be at the house like, master genius. I you never would have thought of nothing like that. He had the Dow Strong partnership but then you your knife is better than the ones i bought from them yeah and, and they, they were supposed to do my knife so mm-hmm. i got a couple stories like that with where i was in a, a negotiation with dow strong is a big knife company i'm not trying to shit on dow strong but it is what it is i did i'm i sold a lot of stuff for them i was like for a sure. brand ambassador for them for a couple years um and we were in negotiations to for them to do my knife and then at the last minute they were like now nah, the they made up some excuse as to why they couldn't do it so i was like all right well I went and you know sourced out my own knife, found a company that that makes them that I could like. Uh, the thing about it is is finding somebody that you can work with and like make the changes that you want to make instead yeah. of them just giving you something they already created and just throwing your brand on. Right, them. and a lot of people do that, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not really yours; it's theirs, and you're just slapping your logo on it. Mm-hmm. So like having something that you can customize and actually make yours, I think is important because, like personally, I feel like I know. Food, I know, I know, see, like I know flavors, so like the seasoning is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I know what a good knife is, so the knife's gonna be good. But if I'm trusting some manufacturer to just make thousands of things in bulk, like that's not really you designing a product. Facts. Yeah. Um, what, so that's what were some of the specifications that you wanted, like your knife to be? Weight, like balance is important. Yeah. Weight, the the type of blade, um, it, everything down to like the design, like making it look dope, I think is important. The packaging, making it look like it's a high quality. If you're going to charge a hundred dollars or something, it needs to fit the bill. Like you can't just throw it out there in like a little plastic sleeve. Like, Agreed. So just add literally everything, everything from the packaging to the actual specifications of the knife, like the balance, the weight, the, the type of blade. I don't want to get too. Well, your love for high end goods that, attributes to that, that too. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the same thing that I'm a consumer too, right? Yeah. So like the things that I like, I feel like you kind of want to put that into your into your product yeah, as exactly. well. Yep. So, right. are you guys like are you guys open to representation of any sort? Any partnerships? Are y'all just running independent right now? You mean like uh, management? Yeah. So I actually started a management company yeah, good job. recently, like probably in the last few year, a uh, few months. Um, so I, I feel like 
what we're doing right now, whatever you want to call it, whether it's uh, influencer or creator, or whatever, I don't like any of the any of the names, but I guess it is what it is. Um, there's a gap from like the representation side. I think a lot of these there's there's a lot of like middlemen companies that are mm -hmm. overseas or like people that don't really know what's going on. They're kind of like just leeching off the fact that this stuff is making a lot of money. Yeah. And they come in and say, all right, well, Coca-Cola wants to pay you ten thousand dollars but really the budget might be 15 and they're pocketing five mm -hmm. and they're offering you yep, 10 yep, yep. um and and i know i started to notice that happening a lot so i reached out to some people that i used to work with in corporate america mm -hmm. like hey this is my idea this is the the need <clears throat> this is the need that i think that is is in the marketplace and um you know they came on board and we we started to represent uh, a few other people that are doing what i'm doing we gonna hmm. shout them out Sure. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's public information as of yet. So, I'll, I'll, okay, 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 yeah. okay, 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 okay. That's why I, I, you said it. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, I ain't gonna drop it. But That's uh, no, yeah, they're they're big big names. Though. Big big names. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. just did a live event. Yep. Dude. How was that? Great. So we uh, we did an event in New York at Julan. Shout out to Julan for uh, for having us. Oh, let me drop a bomb for you, bro. Yeah. We're actually doing another event in New York. Uh, the, the day before Mother's Day, we're doing a brunch, so this is the first time we're announcing Ooh, that. Good stuff. I might have to get brunch. a ticket for that, bro. Please do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might have to slide. Please do. Um, but it was it was more of a meet and greet at Julan. It was nice to like get in front of everybody and, and have time to kind of talk to the people that make all of this possible. Um, it's still mind blowing to me that you know so many people want to take pictures and like talk yeah. to you about stuff. Like uh, I'm still not used to that, but <laughs> it's it's a dope experience to be able to you know sit down and get to know the people that you know support you and and make things happen for yourself when when you're looking to stand next to certain talents like you said do you are you mindful of what talents you you take on or do you want to diversify your your cooks per se so yeah i think it starts with everything with me is about who i like and who i want to be around and work with i start there um because otherwise it starts to feel like a chore yeah. and you know, I kind of set my life up in a way or I'm trying to so that I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, that's the key. Yeah. So it starts with like just me, us being able to click and not, not necessarily just me liking you, but you liking me. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and us being able to gel and and work well together. Um, and then, you know, some of the folks that I'm working with right now, they live pretty close in proximity. So it just makes sense for us to to be able to do things together. Um, yeah, and just I want to be able to add value. Like if I see, I like really what it started with is I was in like this group chat with a bunch of other chefs, um, probably like two years ago, year and a half ago, and I would have conversations with them, and they got bigger followings than me, but they live at home with their parents, so they they're not making any money, and I know what I'm making, and I'm mm -hmm. like, y'all should be making way more money than what I'm making. So mm -hmm. part of what I get in enjoyment or fulfillment from is helping people reach you know that potential right yeah. i think there's enough for us to all get money and all have success there's eight billion people in the world everybody got to eat three times a day me showing you how to make a couple of dollars is not going to take any any food out of my mm. mouth for sure so that's the way i look at it and honestly like i'm at a point in my life where i get the most fulfillment out of doing stuff for others or helping other people like i've done whatever i wanted to do for myself i'm i've been doing it yeah. and you don't you over time, you start to lose the enjoyment of just buying clothes or <laughs> Me and you had that going on a trip or yep. doing doing whatever. It starts to become like, all right, well, what can I do to give back or what can I do to, to help mm -hmm. other people? You taste testing? Huh? You taste testing? Yeah, for sure. All of it? Everybody, everybody that you, uh, that you... Their food? 
Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah you yeah. have to. You got to. <laughs> have y'all ever had anybody y'all like mm, it look good and you try to give it a little taste test and it's not there up to snuff? There's there's definitely been people that I've cooked with where I was unimpressed with their their food. Mm. Now has it how it has We're it not been? Be messy and say no names. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna say, say no, no names. Name. But has there been no, instances? You know me, I'd be ready to get messy. <laughs> but has there been instances where you've tasted the food and you can taste the potential and maybe they're just a, yeah, a slight so tick off, maybe where you can sure. help them out. So I I don't want to sit here and act like Gordon Ramsay, like I'm the right. best chef in the world. But I take it very seriously. Whereas there's a there's a lot of folks that you know they got an iPhone and a ring light and they recorded something they cooked mm-hmm. and it went viral and yeah, now they got good. this platform yeah. or it, some of it doesn't even really look good it I just agree. was an easy recipe or mm-hmm. you know a unique spin or maybe they did a good voiceover it was funny like it could be a number of things that make your your content do well but i feel like if you're going to be somebody that's cooking you should care about the end product too like mm. i can read somebody's recipe and tell whether or not they just made that shit up or mm. if it's something they actually tested mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the type of person I want to cook it a few times before I put it out and let everybody try it because I feel like I only got one shot. Like, you try my recipe and, and it's trash, you're not going to come back to me yeah. to, to right. learn the next the next one. I was just telling a friend of mine uh, the story two years ago when I had you come cook on the YouTube channel. So I'm telling Matt, I'm like, yo, we should cook this, we should oh, cook yeah, this, this is healthy. Matt was like, I've never cooked that, and I yeah. don't think that's going to taste good. I was like, bro, it's supposed to be healthy. He's like, nah, I'm not putting nothing out. This is, <laughs> this is, this is 800,000 subscribers ago. Yeah. And he still was like, nah, like quality control. He's, okay. like, he's like, yo, I'm not putting it out if it don't taste good. I was like, fair enough. He's like, so I don't really know how to cook something that's supposed to be necessarily healthy. I was like, no I, butter. He's like, no butter. <laughs> no. Bro, he literally, he pushed back. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting that out. Yeah. I'm like, bro, just do your thing, man. So, nah, you've always had that integrity about your stuff from day one, bro. So, shout you out. Where? I, where oh, I'm sorry, bro. No, you got. It. Where did Mister Make It Happen come from? Where did the name come from? Nothing related to food. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, long story short, there's a friend of mine that was having a bachelor party. His best man, as the best man, he's supposed to set everything up mm-hmm. and, and make everything happen. Um, I'm just. A, a bystander at the party. I mean, we're friends, but I'm not the best man. I'm mm-hmm. just there. I know the guy that is the best man, and we give each other a hard time. He basically dropped the ball on the entire weekend. Like the hotel situation fell through. The it it went to shit, and I came in and kind of called the, this hotel and like got a room block and like kind of put everything together. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the, the rest of the time there, I was like, when you address me, you address me as Mr. Make Shit. <laughs> so I was just messing with him the whole weekend. And then I, cha- like, to the point where I changed my Twitter name to Mr. Make It Happen. Uh, and I just, I just kept it. Okay. Yeah. And you said at the beginning, Moody make you look good. Yes. And I sit and talk with Moody all the time. I come to your office sometimes and chill. And we talk about videography and, you know, his editing skills. And as y'all have progressed, it's the level up is, is, is visible, right? Mm-hmm. Moody. You being real quiet. Tell us about how you making it look good, man. You make it happen too. Yeah, I mean, um, just going before this, I had no prior experience of filming food. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing a lot of freelance, and I wanted one client. I was tired of working with this person, working with this person, yeah, doing yeah. this, waiting on this money, money up and down. So mm-hmm. um, it was just learning him and learning his skill. And then I was doing research. Um, Daniel Skiffer. Okay. He's like the goat when it comes to food content. Okay. And I was just seeing what he did. Matt was sending me YouTube channels like, hey, look at this channel and see how the video flow and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So just, you know, just working at it. And, I mean, you see how he is, so he want me the same way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as I get better, you should be getting better as yeah. well. So 
It's and now y'all got a team. They not here. Shout out to Rhino and Jamel. But yeah. y'all all, you know, I see Jamel with the camera. I see mm-hmm. him cooking up reels. I see, you know what I'm saying, everybody's trying to work and you kind of teaching them the tutelage right. on how to, how to get the, the imagery right. Yeah. Mm. That's the key, man. Having having a team is is the biggest asset. Like facts to to scale and to to be where I want to be down the road. There's no way I could do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know, shout out to, to everybody that's a part of what what we got going on. I'm gonna drop a bump for them too. Yeah. So what's next for the media company? Like what what does 2023 2024 look like for you guys? So we just closed on a new warehouse. We we got the first one in October and we outgrew it um, by by. February, March, so Sheesh. way faster than the three-year lease that I signed. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's like almost seven thousand square feet, so it's, it's a big space. Good shit, bro. Um, we got you know multiple offices. We're gonna put a podcast room in the back, media room. Um, most importantly, we have the warehouse space now to support all the products that we want to launch. I'm in the process of uh, working on cookware. Uh, we just dropped a season flower this past Friday. Um, I'm doing products for the clients that we have from the management side. So I'm putting out their seasoning. I'm showing them, you know, how to how to get a seasoning off the ground, leveraging my relationship with the, the people that do my seasoning mm-hmm. and then just helping them, like, understand how to like everybody's not business. Like, not that they're not business savvy, but everybody didn't spend 10 and a half, 11 years mm-hmm. on the floor in corporate America doing this for a living. Some people had another job that didn't involve like marketing and sales. So yeah. like. It's not necessarily they're, that they're they're ignorant to it, but it's just that wasn't in their wheelhouse. So um, I'm just taking the the things that I've learned and, and helping them, you know, grow their business as well. So uh, we need a lot of space to do that because we got some folks that are selling a whole lot of products. So oh yeah, I seen yeah, like it. eighteen wheeler truck. Yeah, loans y'all going crazy in there, bro. What is for the foodies for the people that are not aware? Um, so it's it's uh, basically the idea, the concept is like starting a new food network. I feel like. Cable television is kind of dying off. I think the future of media and content in general is going to be more a la carte where I want to subscribe to this. I want to subscribe to that. I'm going to have my streaming service. I'm going to have my food show. I'm going to have my podcast, whatever the case may be, versus today where it's like Food Network, no offense to them. They got the same talent on there for the Mm -hmm. last 20 years. It's mostly boring. I think that people aren't really watching it as much. And, and, And the things that make me think that are everything's gimmicky, right? All of the cooking shows are... What can you do in five minutes with liquid nitrogen and your left hand tied behind your back? Like, <laughs> once you get to that point, it's like we're running out of stuff to do yeah. and nobody's watching. Yeah. Um, so I think, but but on the flip side, you turn on Instagram and you look at YouTube, there's food content that's got 5 million, 10 million views. So that mm-hmm. tells me people still want this information. They still care about this entertainment value. They just don't want to watch that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So my idea is to like basically make a new network. It sounds like a lofty goal, but... Um, I want to be able to take what's happening in the creator space on social media and YouTube and and build a network out to where people can still, you know, get the same thing that they want, but maybe in a longer form or longer format and like more in depth, get to know the people a little bit better and stuff like that. So uh, that's the concept. And uh, there's a lot more to it, but I don't want to talk about it before it. Yeah, no, no doubt. To, I just want to, you know, for your for your people that came, they came to the last video, so I yep. want to give them all the information I can that you'll divulge today. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to tell your 820k scoop? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and if you want my video, thank you too. Right. Hit subscribe. Make sure you do what my baby says. Like, subscribe, hit the bell. <laughs>
get the deal. Now, <laughs> don't start. Come on, let's get the deal. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so since we were talking about uh, working in corporate America, let's get to this one, right? Nine to five man with 40K versus the street dude with 250K. Like street money and cash, you know what I mean? Good question. I'm gonna put the the picture from Instagram on the screen for y'all, so y'all will see it. I want to read some of these uh, comments. Where the comments at? Y'all faces are hilarious. Whose faces? All of them out in the over room. there. Mm. They mad because they can't the, cook. The women. I'm joking. No? Y'all let the women answer this one first. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, let me ask y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I got asked: working man with a four, uh, 401k and 40k in the bank. Or a street ninja with 250K of street money. And this is what the post says. Me personally, them working men be born. I don't know what ASL means because I'm old. Uh, what does ASL mean? I don't ASL? know. That's ASL? ASL. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's bad. That is terrible. I'm old. I'm sorry. ASL used to be ASL. I was like, ASL. That's a terrible one, man. Not, not. <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on, let me finish. Okay, so she said, me personally, them working men be boring as hell. Now that I know what that means. Nine out of ten want to go 50-50 on the bills, et cetera, et cetera. And what the hell is uh, 40K? The street ninja, oh, she said, street ninja me, please. You only live mm. once, and I'm trying to live with mad ease on there. Y'all will see it. Please, I'm going to uh, help that man invest and flip that 250K. <laughs> Ladies, react. Wait, wait, before before they go, he has 40K in the bank or he makes 40K a year? No, he has 401K and 40K, 40K in, the, K in bank. the bank. Mm. That's, he's doing well, right? Yeah, that's pretty strong. That's yeah. strong. <laughs> Ladies? Lydia first. I'll let you go. I, think I don't like how you said that. What opinions. are you expecting? I'll, okay, listen. <sighs> The street nigga sounds real fun. Oh my! Like God. that sounds. Oh, shut up, y'all. That sounds super exciting. What's, what's fun about the street? Y'all do some crazy shit. You may or may not go to jail. Like that's exciting, but also very bad. So responsible me would take the responsible guy. Okay, Lydia. Gotta think about what's gonna happen after this summer of. There's a lot to unpack. Recklessness. I, I have a question though. Like, but like, hold on, like hold on. Let's Zane, let's Zane answer. Wait, before Zane, I want to ask the this woman. single Zane, not you. Got right, a man. Right. He's. You tried to play not I want to. I want to. I'm saying hypothetical, man. But wait, wait. I want to ask because before she answers this question, like, so like when you meet a street dude, like, does he like come off and say that's his profession, or do you just like do you like fall you in love with him first and no, then you, you find just out? No. <laughs> oh, I didn't you just, just know. know when you that's see okay. I don't know. How, does How it you work? know? It's I got a trained eye. The food don't be at work. I ain't got a job. Like. Like ahead, most Zayna. niggas on, in the street, they just say they get it. I thought that's the profession, and you just kind of roll with it. I mean, who you, wait. Who you picking, Zay? Don't look at him. <laughs> Don't oh. look over there. <laughs> Don't look over there. If you a single, <laughs> that <laughs> thing you keep <laughs> saying. Be careful. <laughs> tell us, bro. She you not gonna tell us, man. What you picking? What am I picking? You love him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. With the 40K, do we do spontaneous stuff? He got to call out first. You got to come So we hear it depends. You got some PTO with it. <laughs> no, no, you got to be spontaneous and call out, babe. I called out for the day. I ain't mm. taking PTO. I called out. Mm. I think the enticing aspect of the street guy is like how spontaneous. Like you never know what. Tuesday's gonna yeah, you might get like, shot. Might you might get shot at the ball. Okay, here you go. Wait, you gotta go do that. Like it's just that. 
enticing aspect, but I think as I've gotten older, <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. Who you pick? I'm definitely going with the 40K. Oh, they both okay. trying to get this shit. Mm. I like it. <laughs> nah, nah, no, no, no. We taking an answer. But, but, you know, but you know what, though? But is you, there an option oh, for both? No, no, no. But but I feel like most, I, I, when I talk to women, I always say, like, by the time, especially, like, getting into your 30s, like, you deal with women who kind of have experienced all of them. So it's yeah. like, a part of me feels like a woman's going to go through a, a phase with a guy who has money. They're going to go through a street dude phase. They're going to go through a nerdy dude phase. Women, y'all date all over the spectrum. So by the time we get to 30, y'all have already had that experience mm -hmm. I think the yeah. question would be better for someone young who hasn't had that experience because then they're gonna say hey oh I would rather go with the street dude or someone but most of you guys already had it you got it out your system and y'all move on so it feels like for it, our show that you let me ask they're, they're young really, 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 really. Hold on. you just don't wanna, you just don't wanna be hold caught on, outside hold on, hold on. Yeah. how many of y'all dated a drug dealer Thank you. Wait, 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 dated, define, define. <laughs> no, define, like, like we was together or like, like a date. We was like, can you really be with me? That. You got talking to the mic. Like, you know, with a street guy, I can have multiple. So I can have the ones that, like, come on, get your spin night bag. Mm -hmm. Then I got the one that take me out to eat. All right. Then I got the ones that take me to the party. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then I got you the ones when I want to smoke. That's the one that I go out and go sit with him in the driveway. You know, the guy, multiple. if you smoke with a street strong, guy, brother, too? Stay strong. Yeah, stay strong. like, why would you smoke? Who are you smoking with? Who's your plug? Yeah, see, that like, makes sense. Okay, hold on. Let me ask you another that question on top of that. V, we, we know you haven't dated a drug dealer, right? She hasn't done anything. <laughs> not gonna do me like that. Like that. He was like, "No, I have never done nothing." V, you're not gonna do me like that. You didn't say no. That's the iron. You see how to respond? She didn't say no. Go for it, V. Come on, V. Come on. You got it. Uh, good cop out. The comments they say I'm not trying to uh, live dodging the police sirens all life. Uh, she can't help uh, working to flip that 40k. Um, if you're gonna choose the street dude, make sure you put life insurance on him and invest the money well. Dang, she's smart. That sounds like a snap right. episode. Dang, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll smart. take the working man any day. I don't want the cops chasing me. 401k with 40k. It's a lot of people saying nine to five me, please. But oh, oh, wait, wait. Is the 250k already clean? That makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. A lot of power watching. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> so call Marty. That, that's part of what you gotta unpack because 250. A lot, like how much of that is the re-up money? Like yes. you might have 250, <laughs> you, but you got to spend 220. We're gonna say that's like, his. He, yeah. he ain't doing nothing that's with it. That's profit, his. That's, honestly, his. that's his. A real street He's, dude is not gonna tell you what he got going on with that's his money. That's what I'm trying to say. He I'm probably sure, so don't, I don't even need to know. know all that. Thank like you. that's too many questions. See, I don't want to know because why? If I don't know, I don't have to lie. No, 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 I hate no. I hate that. I hate that response. If I don't know, I don't. The regular guy gets all the questions, but the guy that you're risking your life with doesn't get more. Clap for Chris for that. No, man. the regular guy got a big question. Great job, Chris. As long no, no, as he's, long as he's giving me his money, let I'm not gonna ask why. anything. I'm asking it's, everything. It's When's the drop? When do you gotta work? All those questions. It's because the responsible guy you're thinking long term, so of course you need to know those things. That's when you're dating the street nigga, it's what? I don't. What's happening tomorrow? As long as we don't get locked up tomorrow, I'm okay. I don't care. Why? I don't care what you're doing. I don't care because I will be out. I'm here for a little while. Okay, hold on. Drug dealers, drug dealers. Listen to what these women are saying. They they're know. not asking questions. They're they're not, I don't know if they're watching life. our podcast. They don't care about your life. 
I don't but, know. But, wait, Chris, know that. but Chris, wait, wait. If I'm if I'm out in the I know streets, so. do I want to be in a relationship? I don't even want to be tied to no James. Exactly. You know, I'm moving. Yeah. So like their we energy is know. matching my energy. It's fast and loose. Stage. Fast and loose. I'm not trying to be in a relationship. But you know, but you know, but you know, what makes it funny? They do need somebody to put stuff on paper. But Willie, they need to find a girl with good credit. Yes. No, Willie, let's hold on to that. The next time they talking about all their heartbreak and stuff like that, you premeditated your own heartbreak. So why are you so hurt now when Don't you were just with the with guy the you just knew it wasn't going to work out? I was just there for the fun. Now y'all are heartbreaking on the back end. We got to, the good dudes got to pay no, for no, the no. drug dealer uh, dating no, on the back the end. The good dude does have they to gotta pay for that. They got to pay for it. Yes, he does. But see how y'all are talking about the heartbreak and how it was fine? It's cushioned now, but when we're having these the conversations, y'all are so heartbroken. Heartbroken about the, the street nigga? No, see, y'all got it twisted. Y'all be heartbroken and talking about to, how men treated y'all, but look at how yep. y'all are talking right now. We have to talk about the girl who broke his heart in fifth grade. Like, what are you Why are you shooting me, though? I'm just saying, like, y'all do the same thing, but on a different capacity. I mean, you're overshoot, like, you overshot it. Like, we're literally telling you. But Chris did it. Why are you shooting me? Because you're right here. Okay. Because when the topics change, their energy changes. Okay. No, okay, like we're okay. telling you, the street dude is surface, and then here you go going all deep. No, it's up here, it's right up here. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Keep that same energy, man. What do y'all think? Moody, you quiet, bro. Come on, man. I know you got some thoughts on this. I don't know. It's just like... Moody the one like... selling drugs. He <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's sit. quiet. That's why he's quiet. I am him. It's like... We see street dudes like on TV and stuff in these movies and stuff. It's not really realistic, mm -hmm. yeah. especially in this area. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you might you probably area. got two or three guys that's like really like that getting it, but you're really not. And they you got they, a lot of drug dealers. They make that ten thousand yeah. look like like selling weed. You got people that work a nine to five and sell weed. So it's and like they didn't date what kind of drug dealer? Yeah, oh, no, they definitely. So didn't. Moody yeah. saying you weren't dealing neither, with ghosts. You were dealing neither, with the rest. Neither, <laughs> neither, <laughs> neither, 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 neither dated no the guy you're talking about. No one's. None of them dealing with ghosts. Y'all not dealing with the nigga in the suit. That's only one of five clubs. But the thing she said, y'all dated layer five. Okay, don't do that. But that's the first thing they say. They be like the nine to five guys. It's not fun and they want to go out and trip. It's like you have a nine to five too. So it's like if I'm at work, you're at work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Street what are you going to tell her? They're miserable. Hey, you're they're miserable. Women are irresponsible. If we meet the straight nigga, I mean, you say you want to go to Bora Bora, fuck that too, job. Though. Like, fuck that job. Well, Women are like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Wait a minute. Um, no, it's not. It's not fuck my job. Well, you were in the middle. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Just in case. Like, we can catch up on 96, baby, but not this Monday. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hmm. I need my job. I'm trying to figure out where to go after that one. <laughs> <laughs> not because I don't know. I'm going to scroll some of those comments on the, on the screen for y'all to read, too. Chris, did you say we dated a level five? Yeah, y'all did. did. So no, 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 but I agree with Chris, though, because think about it. Like, most of the women, and Moody kind of called it out, they find a nigga that's in the street that has a quarter million on cash. You got to be dealing with somebody who's doing actually real work. Yes. And he's mm -hmm. saying, like, in this area, you know, there's not a lot of people with 250 liquid doing that kind of work. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. That's facts. In this area. And those guys usually be, you know what I'm saying, they're selective. Mm -hmm. they, they knocking down too. And they're not they got going out. Lose. Yes. And the number one sign of that is they're not going out and blowing hella bags on y'all. Mm -hmm. mm. Bro, they Are don't you know. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? I respect y'all love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, per I'm, per I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. 
a lot of tension in here. Yeah, I like it, Chris. Are you okay? No, someone texted my sister last night. Oh, yeah. It was a shoot tight. I'm perfectly fine. I was like, don't shoot at Chris. I'm like, what? Women always want to shame you, bro. What? In tizzy. I did Who? not shame no, Chris. Hold on, hold on, I just hold on, said no. he was in a tizzy. It's okay. See, people throw shots first, and then when you throw them back, they want to say, ask, are you shot. okay? I picked a word that I like, tizzy, and you didn't like it. Tizzy's disrespectful. Tizzy's disrespectful. That was a comeback. That was a it great was a comeback. Exactly. I did so when she hit soft and I hit harder, it's the problem. Anyway. No, I'm fine. We're not the same. Since we're talking about money. Money is debt. I got a clip for y'all. Let's let's, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, we, I'm trying to uh, produce a high quality show. See, man, I be trying, man. But <laughs> doing a good job. It's man. some unprofessionals in here. <laughs> Why is debt tax free? I don't know. Because that's how money is created. Like I said, money doesn't make you rich, it makes you poor. That's why the wealthy don't have money. They have debt and they have assets, and they use their debt to buy more assets, then they leverage those assets to borrow more money, then they use that money to buy more assets. Lending is largely how money is circulated into the economy. The more debt there is, the more money there is, and therefore the more inflation there is, which raises the value of their assets relative to the now devalued money supply at the expense of regular people who have been convinced that saving money will make you rich. It won't. It's also how the wealthy get away with not paying their taxes. If you own a company or a corporation, you could pay yourself a fat salary and buy more assets with your own money, but then you'd have to pay a fair amount of income tax to reimburse the system that created the growth, that created your wealth in the first place so you'd be much better off just getting put a the rest big of this fat clip in the link below make sure you look down there when you hit that Ooh, like button make sure you hit that like button i'm not playing with y'all no more it's aggressive no nah, man they, they you know the, the like it really circulates us in the algorithm i need you to hit the like button but i'm gonna put the rest of the clip in there so you guys can get that information matt let's talk about it so the first thing that stands out to me is i'm not trusting his judgment because he needs to cut that shit off his head <laughs> the fact that he thinks that hairdo is okay is, is letting me know that there's a problem in his job. No, but I mean, it's it's a lot to un to. It depends on where you're at, right? So yeah, financially, yeah. right? So and your understanding of it, like all of that information is cool if you understand how to apply it. Yeah, like just like when you see these videos on Instagram about people telling you, oh, you can buy a wraith and you can write it off on your taxes. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, but there's a lot of other shit that you need mm -hmm. to know before you go spend all your money on a on Range Rover and then get audited and you yeah. don't know what you're doing. Correct. So like, it just depends on how much of that you understand and how much of that you want to actually apply. Do you have the business set up in a way that you can apply it? Mm -hmm. Are you an LLC? Are you an S Corp? Are you incorporated? Mm -hmm. There's so many things that, that go into making sense of what he just said that uh, the average person who doesn't own a business is not mm -hmm. going to really understand. Facts. So it's not really applicable. Um, but yeah, so what's the original question? That money is debt. Well, money the name is of the debt. clip. Yeah, he basically was insinuating if you're hold, if all you're doing is holding money, then you're not rich at all. I yeah. think the, the I think the short story of this is to make your money work. But I also wanted to ask you, since we're talking money, I've been struggling with the concept of scaling a business. Can you can you give me a better grasp of what it means to scale a business? Yeah, so to take it from where it is today and make it. Uh, so make it scalable in a way that you know you can reach the masses or make it more if run more efficiently so for example 
uh, me and Moody started selling seasonings. I, I gutted my man cave, put all the seasoning in the back of the man cave, and we're packaging it ourselves at the mm-hmm. kitchen table and shipping it out. You ought to plug. Is that the best use of my time? No. They wouldn't even respect that so, kind of grind because it ain't keys. Yeah. It ain't the work. Right. It is the work. It is the work. It is the work. Mm-hmm. Scalability is, all right, now I have a warehouse. I have six employees. I have people that are now doing that for me, and I yep. can use my time to go out and do other things to grow the business. Correct. Um, so that's like a, a, a real-world okay. example. Um, just doing way, doing things and setting yourself up for being able to make other moves that don't involve you having to be there all Physically. the time and, mm-hmm. and doing it. That's the same thing. I like people ask me why I don't cater. It's like, well, for me to make money catering, I have to physically be in your kitchen cooking. Right. Mm-hmm. That means I can't do the other things that are generating me money. Mm-hmm. So I have to put a premium on the the, the price that I'm going to quote you. That time, and it's just it's yeah. that I don't think that's a very scalable business unless you go out and hire people that are going to go do it for you. But people don't want to pay; they want to pay for you. Yeah, they the, want you the in person there. to be there. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think I don't look at that as a scalable business. Willie, money is debt. What you think? No, I mean, I, I, I agree. I understand the concept of what he's saying. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, your ability to leverage your credit, be able to leverage money and turn it into assets is literally how the rich gets richer. So I do understand that concept. Mm-hmm. I agree with Matt saying is like at a macro level, most people are not going to know how to apply that. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's not real actionable advice for most. But the idea is still very strong. At the end of the day, your ability to go out and borrow money and acquire assets is, is is a premium, right? So if you get to a point where, you know, again, a lot of these deals, a lot of like big money moves only really have access to a few because there's only a few people who can actually go get the money to get it. I'll give an example. If there was an apartment complex that was worth $15 million, but it was on, on sale for $5 million and you knew you could make $10 million on a deal, how many people in this room could go get the $5 million? Sure. It's only a handful of people that can actually leverage to go get $5 million and go get that deal done. So usually as you go up, there's only a handful of people that can really make those large purchases or those large money deals. So he's right. To put yourself in that position, you're constantly trying to scale your way up to be able to leverage assets to buy more assets. But to Matt's point, to start at ground zero, most people won't won't know how to do that. Right. They have a hard time seeing a thousand dollars. And I think I think, you know, especially I think it's dangerous to to have those conversations (laughs) with people that don't fully understand it. Right. Because more often than not, those people are gonna fuck themselves up. Then, then yeah. like more people are going to ruin their lives trying to apply that advice yep. than are going to go buy $15 million. That's also part company. of the trick, though. Yeah. yeah. Like he said, your debt makes the money exactly. less valuable yeah. and makes my asset more valuable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the yeah. trick. So. It, be smart about it. But I think a lot of, especially in the minority communities, especially like our older, like our parents and like our grandparents, we were kind of taught this idea of hoarding cash and having a scarcity mindset. And like I said, you know, save, save, save and continue to work. And then one day you can live off your pension. And I do, I do think that's a, that's a fool's Mm -hmm. errand, right? I do think, I do think the, the the name of the game really is asset acquisition. I just Mm -hmm. think to Matt's point, um, there's so much more things that need to go into that. Like even at the point, when do you start even leveraging, you know, credit? When do you start leveraging those things, right? And in what position do you need to be in to even hold that, right? Like, because imagine somebody hears that right now and they go buy a home. What are they going to do when that home devalues forty, fifty thousand dollars? Or when they get to a point where they can't even rent it out or they can't afford the mortgage? Then that person, like Tamat said, that a foreclosure or a hit against your credit could literally ruin you for years. Yeah, right? it could take mm-hmm. you steps back. So, setback. so it's like again, it's really about when and where, how to apply that. But I, I do think the idea of just having cash, especially today. I mean, right now cash is at a premium, so you probably could actually make a little bit of money actually putting money in like a high yield savings account mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that what he was saying conceptually sounds good for social media. So I'm and and it also depends it. on your business. So, like, certain business need more ca- cash flow than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, what I'm doing, 
with when you have to acquire or like purchase more inventory mm-hmm. constantly, you okay. gotta have cash flow coming in. But you said something that was important, Matt, like earlier is that most people won't will won't use their their own money to even create the revenue stream. So what happens is you do get people like and I've met guys who like off the rip go get a small business loan or yeah. go or go put themselves in debt. Mm-hmm. They won't even generate the cash themselves because they don't want to invest their real money and then they end up going backwards. I've seen a guy open up seven retail stores off the rip with a two hundred fifty K loan and the whole thing went kaplunk. Yeah. yeah Whereas instead crazy. of saying, hey, I'm gonna take my own money, I'm gonna work and I'm gonna apply cash into this one store and wait to scale it to even get those loans. So most people won't most I, I agree. I think that's the thing that holds people back. Most people won't take their money from their nine to five and literally willing to live, you know, in a, a, a different state for years while they plug their own business before right. they even go leverage credit. That's the hard part. Yeah. I think so, that's the, the dark side of business that people don't understand is actually catching up with that demand. So how would you say? I know the question. I know the answer is no, but because you're very popular. So that creates a high demand up front for your product. Would yeah. you say there's such thing as too much demand? Um. So, yeah, but I, I think it's a good thing ultimately, mm-hmm. but it, it, it can. Um, so I'll put it this way. So we talked earlier about like selling out prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's value in the scarcity model. Like if you don't get this right now, you may not be able to get it right. Mm-hmm. That, that creates FOMO. People want to go buy it. Yep. They, they feel like if I don't buy it right now, I might not be able to might sell out. That's a good thing. But also, I think you're stalling your momentum long term because what happens in today's world, you buy my product. I ship it to you. You post it on social media. Now all of them see it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, shit, let me go buy that, too. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have it available for them to mm-hmm. buy, two weeks pass and they forgot all about that yeah. post that you made. Yep. So you're, you're, you're killing your momentum um, in, in that sense. So if you, if you don't have the inventory or the financials to support the demand, I think it can. It's a good like overall, it's a good thing to have people that want to buy something mm-hmm. from you. But if you can't meet that demand, you kind of put yourself in a, in a spot where you can't you know, take full advantage of it. Yeah. Agreed. That's good. I want to let the ladies pick the next one. <clears throat> ladies? I want to talk about the hall pass. Ah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> bro, you was reaching for the drink again, bro. <laughs> hall passes. There's small sips we're taking here. Hall passes. Hall passes. Uh, I ain't going to lie. This is a dodgy. And now that, I'm, now that we're on wax, it's kind of yeah. different. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> we on wax. You got to watch what you say when you this talk about it. You got to watch right? what you say. You want a hall pass? Do I want a hall pass? Yeah, do you want one? I've been, like I told you, I've been presented opportunities lately. You are Chris Patterson, my bad. You're right. Yeah, and then <laughs> you want oh, you got it. I don't really need a hall pass. I've been presented you? opportunities. Sounds crazy. Let's, let's elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, so is there a clip or we just elaborate? No, no clip. No so, clip. So I, really. I, no, 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 no. Because I think I think I think we there's too much like zero to a hundred on a hall pass <laughs> idea. Like I don't again, like the smirk you got right now. No, you can do No, because I'm gonna stay congruent. I think that again in any relationship. We get to co-create the space that we desire yeah, for each go. other. Mm-hmm. We do. So at the end of what is a hall pass? Oh, okay, okay. A hall a pass is just... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. You got it. A hall pass is basically your partner giving you the freedom to go have physicalities or sex with other Physicality. people. Yeah, but so but, 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 but think about it, right? Like at the end of the day, like if we're in a space and you're saying that, hey, that this is something that we think that can help further our space if we said hey like we, we talked about this when bricks and them were here let's say you you deal with a woman who says hey i don't want to give oral sex anymore or hey i don't want to have a threesome but i still love you and i still want to see you get what you desire this idea of a hall pass or saying hey would you be okay if i was to go pursue that with someone else i think that's fair right like it's not like do i want a hall pass the question is 
is there something in our space that we think that can be enhanced by allowing a different type of freedom within our construct? So this idea of a hall pass, like everybody up here that's in a relationship is going to pander and say, no, I don't want one. But at the end of the day, uh, but at the end of the day, we, we all have what? desires. We've all been in long term relationships where we may say want to sit down and say, hey, we may want to co-create or do something different with each other. Why? Why is that such a bad thing? I didn't say it was you can't, not a hall pass, though. A hall pass, from what, the way I understand it, is like you got this one time situation where you can go out and, and have sex outside of your relationship. But that, just because what you're describing sounds more like an open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is a, a one time thing. But what would what would create that? Right. Is it just for the hell of it? Or it's up is it to me. Like if you in school and you got a hall pass, like. I had to it doesn't matter why I'm in the hall. I, I got a hall pass. I ain't left in school. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to visit a teacher. Doesn't matter. Here's my hall pass. I agree with Matt. So, so Matt's logic is like, it don't give a fuck why you desire it. You got to get me a hall pass. It's fine. I feel like I feel like that's going to be harder to get off because then they're going to just think you're just a, a whoremonger and you just want to go fuck just to fuck someone. You're not a monger if it's a one-off. Yeah. But a one-off just says, it's I never going to be a one-off. No. Right, exactly. When I got my hall passes, I didn't come back. So right, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Moody, like, like a hall pass, and then you go to school. Bro, I lived near the school, and yeah. the hall pass, and I'm going to, I'm leaving. I'm gone, yeah. He said, I didn't come back. No, I agree. No, I agree. No man ever is getting a hall pass. That's what I'm saying. That's why I want to take it away from what Matt is saying, because the way Matt says, that's how the women are going to be like. That is what a hall pass is. That's what I understand a hall pass to be. No, but that's going to get a more emotional reaction. They're like, no, nigga, you don't get one. I want the emotional reaction from my show, you talking about the lead up to the hall pass. Yeah. yeah, wait. As men, do you guys feel like um, with the more success that you gain over time, the more entitled you are to a hall pass or yes. a secondary partner? I don't know if entitled is the right way. Yeah, I don't like the no. way you frame that. What you mean? I think, I think the way Willie just eloquently put it. Zayna trying to set that bear trap. As you ascend, <laughs> if that is something that you desire. <laughs> ascend. But I'm saying, like, what's the, I'm asking, we talked about this. I'm just saying, as you ascend, like Willie was saying, if that's the space you want to create, I think that's like, but that's not a hall pass. That's us creating a different yeah, dynamic in our relationship. All right, fuck that. But her that's question that's, is, nah, do you that. feel let's more let's entitled quit. the more success you have? Is it, like, the, uh, is, it, is it like, okay, because I think I got that, you, I, got you. I think that I could agree to it, but it would have to be like the weirdest conversation. It would have to be like, hey, babe, can I go fuck somebody else, like a stranger, one time for the one time? And I'd be like. Why would it be a stranger? Because it would have to be a stranger. Really? How are you going to yes. put parameters on my you know hall what? pass? Yes. Huh? Okay. I think that's, a, that's, See, that, that's not a hall that's, pass. Yeah, that's not a hall that's, pass. That's the only parameter I would have. Like, it has to be a stranger, and it's a one-off. So you care more about whether or not he cares about this person yes. and knows them. See, that's, right, that's right. the question. Like, what women... Is Go like, hire a hooker. I don't care. Mm, oh, a hooker? Not for maybe the hall not. Pass. Yeah, not for the hall pass. Oh, okay, but let me know. I, I, my point all is, fun out of my yeah. point is, <laughs> I do not care as long as you don't like... Like, care about them. Yeah, care yeah. about this hooker. I, yeah. You know? Well, the beauty of men is we don't always have to... Exactly. To so, um, whatever. Yeah. Take your diabetes. Mm. It's, it's the said he ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> that, but yep. I think that with, with the hall pass, it's like... Not to, not to like pander to the women's side, but I feel like you, you're not going to close that door. Like mm -hmm. if you give me the opportunity to do that, if you give your guy the opportunity to do that, the chances of him now saying, "All right, babe, I enjoyed Never it, but again. I'm not going to do that anymore," yeah. is is not going to happen. So if you open that door, I feel like yeah, a Pandora's, Pandora's box yeah, is open. It's, it's there. Exactly, yep. 
Okay. Don't let it be good and she rock your world. Damn. Rock your world? How yeah. old are you, Chris? <laughs> Every week he comes out with this old school. Yo. <laughs> I love that. I want to hear how y'all talk. We don't say rock your world. I'm not what would you say? second grade. What would you say? What would, she, what would you say? What would you say? I don't. I don't what know. What would you say? I don't know. She put that Not thing that. on you. Yeah, that yeah. Put that thing on you. Put Maybe that's, that's, that's 2004. Move <laughs> <laughs> on. I'm just saying all this crazy shit. I can put that thing on you. That sounds much better. That's snapper. Next <laughs> closest <laughs> cringiest thing uh, that I can think about. Okay, okay, we're rolling through these. Um. This one I seen on a different show. Uh, somebody, you know, y'all Justin Timberlake. Uh, men see themselves in younger men, and women see themselves. <laughs> Yo, God, pause, man. <laughs> men, oh, Okay. Y'all are so goofy all the time. Men see themselves in younger men. Pause. <laughs> And women see themselves as younger women. So the gist of this one is basically men maybe, when I... Maybe it should be men see themselves don't, as don't, younger don't help men. Him. No, don't no, help no, him. no, no, it's not, no, no, no. It's when I see a young guy, I can re remember what it was like to be him, so I want to give him game. Mm. Right. Whereas yeah, when yeah. women see another young woman, right, a woman sees another young woman, she's almost like, that's my competition. I, I remember when I was young, I can right. compete with her. Gotcha. So when I see myself in a younger man, pause, Jesus. Save that clip. <laughs> 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 I want to give him game. I want to make sure, like, hey, you don't make the mistakes I made. I want to, you know, be mentoring with him. Yeah, it makes Versus, sense, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. made, this was a, yeah, no. I like this clip, and it's, then, it's well, it's good. not a clip, but, It's a good topic. I, I, what clip did you like? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not share that one, but, yeah. um, <laughs> Oh, man, good I think one. it's because. Y'all got me, good one. It makes sense because as men, this, I don't know. Yeah, look, don't you know, don't even know what to say now. No, you because don't it, it can sound. <laughs> we'll just talk honestly, I guess, right? So, as women, women feel as though they have a a, a time clock, right? So, mm. at, at fifty, you're not you're not the same in terms of desirability. You may not be the same as you were at twenty five, for sure, right? Yeah. But as a man, your desirability can kind of last as long as you're a certain level of success. Correct. Um, so, as a as an older man, you don't feel the competition with a younger guy because chances are you probably got more money than him. You yeah. got more status than him. You, yeah. you understand more about life than him. So you you feel comfortable giving him a little bit of game. But as a woman, you see this younger, you know, maybe more attractive, maybe mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, it, it it creates a more of a competitive spirit behind. It. So I think that makes sense. No, I and, and can and, I and wait wait and I, I kind of want to I kind of make that face on the couch. No, and I no, but I agree with Matt. But I think a lot of women they have a hard time even accepting as they age, great you know as they age, right? Because they still believe they look at other women and still feel like you said they can compete. They still feel like their body's there, especially as older women, the ones that get in the gym and stuff like that. They see themselves as like, hey, these potential women are threats. So they they don't see themselves as the forty year old. Version version of themselves they see the 20 year old version of themselves they have a harder time grasping they're getting older yeah. so that's why they see themselves as the younger woman they yeah. feel like hey i got this i got that i got that experience whereas men like we said like we can see ourselves in younger men and almost look at it like man that's when i was crazy or that's when i wasn't really having my shit together or man if i could do if this i knew this yeah when if I, I knew was that now that. so like for us we look at younger dudes like damn bro you have all this time to get your shit together so that when you get to my level you, you can surpass where I'm at. Yep. Yep. right mm -hmm. so we don't we don't look at it the same way we feel like man like if we knew what we knew now we would have to start younger like i say that to myself all the time if i had the knowledge i had now at 18 goddamn yeah, i would be deep in the seven figures yeah. so like at the end of the day i think that's the difference between how a man sees a younger man versus how a younger woman. why why doesn't oh. that make us bitter 
Why doesn't it make like us on a deeper level? Why doesn't that make us better? Well, Knowing that early, what it's we, enough out here for all. No, no, no. It's not that. I think it's more about accountability because we realize that men, we understand that as a younger, like we had the opportunity to control that when mm-hmm. we were younger. It's not mm-hmm. like something happened to us that didn't that made that not go go awry. We realized like shit. We had access to information. We could have made things different. We just mm-hmm. more get more reflective and say, right. hey, mm-hmm. what can we do? And then if we do end up having a kid or something like that, we know that we can impart that knowledge on the people around us. Like mm-hmm. Matt, like Matt did talk about, is like, hey, we can now take that experience and we do oh, I'm not going to say depending on who you have in your life you have the opportunity to kind of stow that back into a younger person right. it could be you know in a relation, work relationship it could be in a personal relationship like hey bro like yo I can tell you this is what I know mm-hmm. and I could do say most men if you get build a relationship with them like older men they'll spit game to you easily right. yeah. they'll easily right. guide you and say hey bro this is what I know like take it for what it is yeah <sighs> it depends unless talk about the majority though like we, I, I, I we talked know, about this right before. Let pod. me know when it's my turn. But you know let what, the, though? Let the ladies. No, I had the question, though. And I think they say that. I think older single women are less to do it than older married women are less are to do it. I think older single women have more of that complex. You guys. Unless you know 40 year old single women that's dropping dimes. I do. <laughs> Listen here, okay? I don't like. See, when you do that, you open up the box for them to get anecdotal. Yeah. And we want to talk about no, the no, majority no, 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 as we see. I just, I don't, listen, that competition shit sounds ridiculous to me. I know that it's a thing. I know that it's a thing. But also, I think women know that other women, especially when you're young, are hard-headed. So what am I going to tell her that she's going to listen to? I'm not going to tell, try telling a, a 20-something-year-old to break up with her loser-ass boyfriend. Is it going to work? No, mm-hmm. it's not. However, then you have the other kind of woman that might, you know, really have good intentions trying to tell a younger woman, you know, don't be with this kind of guy, don't be with that kind of guy. And although that information is probably gold, one, she's not gonna listen, and two, that information might be tainted because she's coming from a place of scorn or bitterness, which can happen. So I feel like that's why maybe the older woman to younger woman conversation is less Can I ask y'all a frequent? question? Do y'all get younger women to come to y'all face to face and ask for help? Do y'all get I, that? I mean, I yeah. I feel like it yeah. I definitely feel like it depends on the type of environment that you're mm-hmm. in because um and like y'all know I'm in the military or whatever but I'm exposed to a lot more of a colorful plethora of an age group. So I might work alongside a 40 some year old and then alongside an 18 year old, sometimes even a 17 year old. But I don't I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. simply because I have been around that 40-year-old woman who has worked hard, maybe went through a divorce, has children, and she's not bitter. It just simply depends on the type of woman that you seek out mentorship from. And we were talking about this, how mentorship is important at every stage of your life. Um, You're saying the majority, right? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that, I don't wanna say it's stereotypical, but placing that type of, perception off onto older I would women. like to also say it was a woman that said this quote. Mm. And that's fine. I, I just wanted that. to let you know. I just feel like that that deters younger black females from going to the the older women and saying, hey, auntie, can you help me out with this? Mm-hmm. But then you do get sometimes those younger 20-year-olds that aren't going to listen, but I don't, I, I feel like there are more younger 20-year-olds who aren't going to listen unless older women who don't want to give them the information. All right, I want to own. I don't think the not listening thing is gender specific because there's a lot of young guys yeah. that yeah. don't listen. Yeah. 100%. For sure. Like, mm. 
But as a young guy, you when you see if somebody walked up to you, they see what you're doing out here in real life, Matt. They gonna want to listen to you. Yeah, they're not I mean, even hopefully. Gonna, if they don't, then that's nah. yeah, then that's smart. Go ahead, Chris. I was just gonna say, do y'all get the younger women? Are they asking about how to be better women, or are they asking about how to be better men? I think there's a difference. They're most of the time. Okay, most of the time, younger women in my experience are asking me how to get a certain type of, type of dude okay, or how to a, appear in the way that would help her to attract a certain type of dude mm. or it's I already have this guy how do I make him do what I want him to do and baby you can't you can't get a new one <laughs> get it throw the old man away Lord. <laughs> Get a new one. I'm serious, but that's what I'm saying. They're hard-headed. So if they come to you and ask, oh, my boyfriend, he's doing all of this and all of this, and you're just sitting there like, so what are <laughs> what are the positives? <laughs> um, they're not going to let go. That's interesting. Well, so that that kind of goes back to what I said earlier, and I'm just yeah. asking, do you feel, though, as women get a little bit older, that whole concept of just go get a new one becomes a little bit more difficult? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the weird middle space. I'm 27, yeah. right? My so 28th you're, you're birthday really is young. coming up, right? right? But so I, I'm like the, you, like it's like uh, get a new one, but also you you do have to weigh the pros and cons right. of your situation. So if, literally, if you want to do it on paper, if the pros is like this and the cons is like this, as long as he's not you know murdering people or those those cons aren't like super bad, yeah. Then so are they, don't get a new one, but you know, try some communication. Are they typically upfront with the pros? Hmm? Are they typically upfront with the pros, or are they more upfront with the negatives? Most okay. So if a girl comes to you and she's got a bunch of stuff to say, normally mm. it's because some shit just happened. So she's mm. all full of the negative. So yeah. that's why you do have to ask her what are the positives. Like right. I said earlier, because you just sitting here listening to trauma on trauma on trauma on trauma on bullshit. Right. <laughs> Sprinkling some fuckery. So you have to ask, what are the positives? And then she can do her own assessment. If the positives are, oh, but sometimes he makes me feel nice, then get a new one. Because lots of men can Go do ahead, that. Zay. I, I have been on the, like, I guess the complete opposite side of the spectrum for this. Because what I've noticed with younger women who do look up to me or do uh, value my advice and my opinion is that initially when they meet me, they don't come out the box and ask. Like, I feel like that's, men do that. Like, they could see a guy and they could be like, okay, I like the way he moves. Like, yo, can I have a conversation with you? I feel like women, we sit back and we watch, and especially like younger, 20 year like they watch you. And then they kind of, in a way, like, I don't want to say start to mimic you, but like, I've had situations like this a lot where I've been around a young girl and the way I, the things I'll talk about or the way I'll sit or, and I'll see like, okay, well, when you're with this group of people, you're not like that but when she's with me she's different and I feel like it's kind of like the um the saying like in order for if you want to be a millionaire hang around millionaires like you know what I'm saying so I feel like women young ladies are like sponges like so they're going to a lot of times before they come out and <laughs> ask or you realize like damn this person's been looking up to me the whole time they've been watching you so I haven't mm. necessarily like like the the young girls I talk to, they don't their Ask mind isn't blank. Yeah, or like with the relationship thing. Like I've had relationship advice, but one thing I know, like 
you can't tell a woman nothing about her man. <laughs> like, so I don't really go too deep off into that because my biggest thing before I even got with my fiance, I'm an advocate of getting to know yourself. So my advice is not going to be throw the man away. I'm going to say, girl, go figure out who you are because mm-hmm. men and who you are attract are, is nothing but a reflection of how you see yourself. Facts. You see what I'm saying? So. No, I'm going to drop a bomb for that. All right, all right. Shout out to Maggie, the substitute teacher. I bet y'all thought it was a man that said that. It was a woman. It was a woman that said You know how old she was? <laughs> Maggie's like in her 50s or something like that. So I think like for younger women, like in your 20s, late 20s, that's considered a younger woman as well. For so sure. it's like. Mm-hmm. When you're 50, 29 yeah. is, is young. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a 50-year-old woman feels like she could still get a 21, 24-year-old man. So 100%. that's why I think. Yeah, no, with, I know. With this. I know, they're not going to agree with this. Oh. Yeah, that, that, bro. yeah, yeah like a lot of older <laughs> women feel like I could still yes, get a 24 year old man, 25 year old man. We know, bro. Especially the ones a man that, that looks at a younger man, he's like, you know, the, like you said, I could give him game, I could mentor him, yeah. he could learn something from me. Yeah. And you still feel like as you get older, your access to women, like Matt said, as you ascend, ascend it actually gives you access to more bitches. There's there's twenty four uh, so there's twenty four year old women. <laughs> no, 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 it does. Go ahead, there's twenty four year old women that you knew when you were twenty four that probably wouldn't give you the time of day. But if you go circle back now at thirty five, nigga, you'll clean that shit up. Yeah, right. we talked about this because we did, and they gonna, we're, they we're, they gonna, we're kind they of they we're, we're yeah. kind of the inverse. As when we're younger, we're more in that scarcity mode. But as we get older, we more so come into our abundance. I think with them, they're the opposite. We're not scared. They're, we don't got none yet. No, it's scarcity because we're seeing, oh, I need to get her, get her. Oh, I, I, if she's giving me something, I need to lock it down or something like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We think uh-huh. sex is not around every corner. But as we get older, our worlds expand, like we said a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. I think for them, I think the abundance is early. Like they can get any guy they want anytime they want. The guys all over the place. Make as they get older, those things start to shorten. But it's, it's duality. So like you were saying, like with men, their abundance doesn't come. It comes later. Mm-hmm. With women, it comes earlier. And I feel like it's all about <clears throat> finding that partner. But I guess it this is opposite from what we're talking about because y'all are talking about women who when they get older and things like that. But I feel like my biggest thing is I genuinely feel like investing into myself is finding the right partner. Yeah. Like, because my partner, Thanks. if he's a man and he's getting better with time, like, baby, keep me young, fresh, and fit, okay? Like, and as a man, <laughs> if, we're, if we've been together and we're growing with each other, mm-hmm. and I see, like, as a young man, I'm going to pour into him and be that <coughs> woman for him, and, and I just feel like it balances out correctly when you find the right partner. Right. But that's how I feel. Right. And Lydia be in the club. She be seeing them old Jones trying to <laughs> holler at the young Jones. She lying. She capping. You don't be seeing them 40-year-olds trying to holler. After you shot at me directly, forty year old women. You said forty year old women. Jeez, Louise. But since we're talking about all this, how do you pour into your man? Let's get into the divine feminine. I Uh-oh. have another clip for y'all. Y'all make it hard to transition. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. A woman knew that her greatest power was silence. That's her greatest power, because then she can hear. If a woman really understands and knows who she is, she can walk in the room and take control of every man in the room. How she walks, how she sits, how she talks, how she be. We don't know how to be women. We know how to do what women do. You said to a woman, show me your majesty. What's that? Show me your divinity. And who's going to do it? A woman knew that her greatest power was silence. React. Let me say this. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. That is true. Lord. And there is something to the mystery of a woman that's not like with her mouth open all the damn time, right? 
And normally the woman that is quieter is a little bit wiser because you learn more with your mouth shut and your ears open. Yes. Okay, and also she's catching all the eyes and all of that stuff because she's probably poised and wonderful and soft. She probably smells like champagne and shea butter. Okay? <laughs> yes. Like V. But. Right. Land a plane. Come on, girl. Is she a kiddie pool? Whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But I do feel like that also ignores the other side of women, that women are colorful wonderful human beings, we have lovely ideas, we, we see the world in a, in a way that we want it to be, and that has value. You know what this is a perfect example of? That last question. That's an old jank trying to give you some game, and he's like, yeah, but, fuck all that she's talking about. I'm colorful, yeah, I don't want to be quiet. I just said that ignores the other side of women because I can do both. Of course, I'm not talking all the damn time, I'm talking now because we're on a podcast. But normally I, I speak when spoken to or around the people that Say I know. Say like that. <laughs> Not, okay, but. I, I think that women open up more, to your point, as you, you break the ice, you get to know them. Mm -hmm. The clip sounds more like when you first meet the woman, she has the ability yeah. to kind of like set the tone in the room or attract the attention or, or do whatever she wants to do, really, if she's got it like that. Yeah. I, I would, go ahead, Zach. No, go ahead. Go. No, go ahead. Go. I, I would I would say I think what she was trying to say is um, a submissive woman or a woman is in her feminine is exactly what a masculine man is attracted to. So with that, she has almost that man under remote control. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's his counsel. So when she is everything that he is attracted to with with this being a man's world, she has more control over the masculine man than a woman that's trying to run beside him. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Bars. I think a woman that's it's that's catering to what a man is actually attracted to actually has more more skin in the game than a woman that's trying to clash with a man. Like if a woman's being polite, she's being she's listening, she's doing all these things that we like, most men in the room are gonna rotate around her, see if she's straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cater to her yeah. is gonna put all that stuff in her order. So I think that's what she was trying to say. I think it's much deeper than every just the little clip that she said. No, no it's much deeper. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting no, it on the head. And yeah, hundred percent. And we talk about this a lot. We talk about agreeable and cooperative. When you're agreeable and cooperative, you're going to be listening more. You're going to be finding your ways to be able to speak and really build into that man. And I do think that's the idea of feminism. I think that's what she was saying. She wasn't saying. I think Lydia took it too far right. That doesn't mean you're not going to talk. There's not going to be things where you're going to be having to express your mental, or there's not going to be times where you're going to have to be dominant in some space. What she's saying is the key to feminism in certain spaces is that ability to even when you have you those ideas, yeah, or yeah. feminine, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like there's there's power in that quietness. There's power mm -hmm. in that being yeah. agreeable. There's quietness in being able to let your man speak. And that's what she's saying. That's where the power comes from. Whereas in certain instances with men, sometimes their power is going to come through their words or through the way they lead. Bro, as a man, I took something from that. Sometimes you got to shut up, listen, mm -hmm. play the room. Don't don't over don't overplay your hand. Like just sit back and relax. I think some men have to take a little bit something from that. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think like she's trying to say what y'all superpower really is. Yep. Y'all really are powerful. I definitely yeah. agree with you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Zay. go ahead. Uh, but I feel like um, a lot of women are afraid to come out and admit to the fact that we're afraid to mm. operate out of that divine femininity. Because I know for sure I am, and I feel like I got my pinky toe in the door. Like I'm almost there, but I still listen to Young Dolph. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I be in the car while 
But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, and I be telling him like all the time. I'm like, babe, like today I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be feminine. I'm gonna be soft today. I'm gonna be, and he like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. And it's like I'm trying, but to bounce based off of what you were saying, Chris, it's scary when you realize just how much control and power over your situation that you actually have, like Mm. your softness, like and getting to a point to where you respond to things, no matter whether you're angry, anything, you're responding out of a softness and love and nurturing. And that's a scary thing to do. I think, I think it's, you gotta be backed by a strong core. You can, you can be, as long as you're solidified with yourself, you can be strong within, but with him, be soft. So you, but it's backed by a good foundation. Yeah. Like, I think y'all are so scared of it because when y'all have done it, it's just been a blind ignorance. It's just yeah. been subconsciously, I'm just going to be submissive and do this. But as long y'all have, y'all are smart women. Y'all can work in that and work it to your advantage. I'm not saying make your intent dark, but I'm just saying, like, if you're soft and in, in, in your femininity, then you can play certain men and make certain men move the way you want them to move. Yeah. Yeah. But for I, real, for real. But in order to do that, we have to feel safe. Like, I, I, I have to feel safe to do that. But I was going to ask a question, though. So what comes first, then? So if, if does it mean, like, the idea of being feminine is saying, hey, something that you're usually going to flush out, probably in solitude or something through healing, right? Mm. And then the next idea has to be, I have to find a man that's going to make me want to feel safe or, or, or get into that space. So mm-hmm. is it, hey, I'm going to be with this guy, and then some, like what she was saying, and eventually work towards that? Or am I saying, hey, I got to find a guy that I, I immediately feel I'm going to approach this one a little different because we've all been around the women that maybe in the office. She just knows how to play that soft role, and she got everybody in the office doing exactly what yeah. she wants. Mm-hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with a relationship. Her, she just knows that this mm-hmm. is my superpower. I can walk in a room. I can get all these men to be on my nuts, basically, mm-hmm. and they're gonna do what I want, and I don't gotta yell. I don't gotta be com- and no, it is manipulative. But see, but in what a happens is, way. yeah, I'm about to say, thank you, you beat me to it, because I was about to say manipulation is not always a negative thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, it, all it is is you getting somebody to do what you want them to do. Right. You know, it's the it, indirect versus the direct. We're yeah. more direct. Yes. Y'all are more indirect. Just like the the young ladies you was talking about that worked with you. She sat, she listened, and then she started to copy or whatever. I think she was just making sure certain places were safe. Y'all are survivors by nature. Mm-hmm. So y'all are never going to be outright direct and try to manipulate a room with your, with your bare hands. It's just not y'all. It's not how y'all move. It's not how they Y'all are more like, let me see Covert. what this is like. Let me get this, this person's weaknesses by listening, and then I can play like that. I'm just saying in a sense of like an opposition. Right. That's where y'all are powerful. That's why y'all are our counsel, because y'all can see it. I can take you in a room with a whole bunch of dudes that I might be wanting to do a, a, a project with or something. And you can say, oh, that dude, this is his weakness. This dude right here, this is what he going through. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's the indirectness of me while I'm yelling in the room and trying to get them to, you know, negotiate and all this stuff. You sitting there just getting a whole bunch of game that I'm not getting. But we're yeah. both moving in two different directions to the same, the same objective. I think that's where the power really lies with that. Yeah. And I think that's where you miss out because now y'all are trying to move in our lane and I'm missing. Well, now we're missing a whole bunch of blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had something else. Anybody got anything no. else? Oh, we rolling today. Last clip. And we're back from a quick break. I got one more clip for y'all. A man's inf- affection is important. Facts. Yeah. Hmm, where is it at? There we go. Mm. It's Super My daughter is acting a fool. She is screaming. I am leaving I'm, and I'm not coming back. She'll sit up in that room 
you have to give me my hug and kiss before oh, I go to sleep. Yeah. My daughter waited me out an hour one time. Mm. And I thought I was going to wait her out. I checked the camera. She's sitting up. Ooh. Man, I went in there. there? Yeah. She looked at me. I looked at her. <laughs> I put my head down. Good. I walked over. She said, I'm sorry. Yeah. I gave her a hug. <laughs> I gave her a kiss. I told her I love her. And she laid down and she went to sleep. And it made me understand that my love is important. She has to have it. That's right. And no matter what I'm used to being, I don't get to be that way with her. Right. She ain't accepting it. It's Super bedtime. Mm. We got think? daughters in here. This is a good one. What you think, bro? Me? Yeah, you. I tried that once. <laughs> she I, did the same thing? Yo, Sienna's determination is up there with mine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she did. And I lost. Every time we've tried to, <laughs> no, every time we've tried to wait her out, we've lost. Me and Caitlin, we've never beaten her ever. One time I put her in the crib and she was supposed to go to bed and she just stood up. She fell asleep standing up in the crib. <laughs> wow. No, I'm telling you, she's a G, bro. I love that. Yo, I, was like, I walked in there and she was like on the edge of the crib like this, holding her pink bear. Damn. Yeah, no, she's a G. So. Damn. Normally, I mean, I've tried it, like like he said in the clip. I mean, I don't have no problem giving her no love, but sometimes when I want to tell her no or something like that, she she's a winner. She got it. I I can't win. I'm be prepared. Hope for a son. You could t- a son. You like go to sleep. Right. A daughter. I don't know, man. It's tough. Yeah. I can see that. I don't know. I feel like that tracks though, even even into adulthood, because I I'm, I don't know if other women are like this, but even if I'm having a, some sort of a disagreement. With my dude, I and it feels too not good. I'd be like, "Do you love me?" I need you to answer that question. <laughs> I don't care what else is happening. I need to know so that I can calm down and we can continue. Hmm. I, I need to I, can know. Can I ask you a question, Lydia? Why is why is that? Why do y'all think our love hopscotches with y'all? What makes y'all think that? I mean, I feel like everybody needs reassurance. Cause sometimes. theirs does. Because <laughs> oh. huh? theirs I, does. Who's that? Guys are more apt to like unconditionally rock with you. Damn. Slow and down. I, that's what I. That's how I feel. Slow down. That's not, Slow I, down. What y'all? Th- I mean, don't come on, because they're gonna shoot at me, and y'all I gonna back me up. It, I'm have to go I, in. I, <laughs> I think y'all if you don't look at the totality of the population, I would say that most men probably are more prone to love unconditionally than women. Women have more conditions on mm-hmm. what they expect Facts. and what they need. Mm-hmm. But I mean, on the flip side, men have their own shit too like mm-hmm. it's not Good all job, man. you know i mean just to be fair it's like but we love I, I, we love you I think we love the total harder. population i think the percentage would no. be slanted towards men in the un- unconditional love department i, I th- feel like y'all make too much stuff about y'all like, <laughs> we make too much stuff about that's fair go ahead, go ahead. so that's and the, this is kind of like is a man's affection <laughs> no i think she i think she's talking i think she's talking about us personally is that what you're talking about no no not but i think a lot of times i'm like oh yeah they do this because us as men we no 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 let's take it back a couple now because i was actually about to answer your question but it goes right into what you were saying and i do feel like with women sometimes love is very conditional because and the reason why i'm like that where it's like i need to feel that love no matter what we're going through is because as a child when my mom used to get mad at me she would take her love away from me so mm. when I operate with people inside, and, and I know it's like, okay, well, as, as an adult, you got to heal, though. And yes, it, but it takes time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like I do work towards that because I learned with me and him, when we have disagreements, that doesn't mean he doesn't love me. But but initially starting out in a relationship where I didn't meet my dad till I was 16. Even now, me and my dad don't have the best relationship. I didn't deal with men like that. And the one man I, man I did deal with, he was my grandfather. 
I'm like, okay, well, I think if he's upset with me, he doesn't want to love me no more. And even like I have went to this might be TMI. I don't care. I've went, <laughs> I've had counselors that was like, you have a fear of like repercussions. Because I'm telling you, like, when my mom, when she would get upset with me, my mom would go and lock herself in her room. And I wouldn't see my mom for days. And I was, like, in the eighth grade. My mom would not buy groceries. I had to mm. do it for myself. So it's, like, that that outcome of, okay, this is the situation. This is the reaction. Now, what's the outcome going to be? I'm anxious. I'm nervous. Because mm. her love was extremely conditional. It's volatile. So it has nothing to do with y'all as men and da-da-da. Like, some people just have... Sh- shit going on like you know what i'm saying i think her love was volatile i think in order even though it's misguided and that's an extreme i think in order for someone to be upset with you they have to have some kind of love for you like a parent i'm not saying that our parents are perfect but in order for them to be disappointed and upset it comes from a place of love the same with your partner just because we're yelling or we mad or we're giving y'all the silent treatment or whatever and I'm not even trying to say, oh, that's correct or that's the right way to move. I'm just yeah. saying that it comes from love. Love is not perfect at all. It mm-hmm. actually makes us more imperfect and more apt to mistakes. It's an irrational emotion. That. Yeah. Right. And I think there's degrees. You can have a more calm love. You can have you can try to center your love and make it better so it's not as volatile so you don't explode or you don't do this or you don't do that. I think that's something we need to work on. But I, don't, I, I will say I don't think we take our love from y'all. I think we we hold y'all more to a standard, especially once we get set in a relationship. No, I'm not swooning over you anymore. Now it's time to work. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to it's time to grow. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. So yeah, I'm gonna hold you to this. And if you don't do certain things, I'm not gonna be oh babe, yes, you're just so beautiful. <laughs> and and I think and no, and I think the man that doesn't love you is more apt to quit. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. That she, no, she, 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 no, I'm good. I'm out of here. I think it's in the, the delivery and, and communication, too. Like, mm-hmm. you can say it, you, like, you can get your point across. You, you start the conversation with, I care about you. The reason why I feel this way is because I love you. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what you did, and this is how it made me feel. Yeah. Are you if good, you start bro? the conversation with that, it's, it's hard to for, for you to feel mm-hmm. like, like, women are, women are going to shut down, like, most women, women I, I've dealt with in my life. If they feel confronted, a lot of them tend to shut either. There's two reactions. They're going to shut down and be quiet, which is not going to happen, or they're going to get, you know, angry and loud. And both of those don't result in a a good uh, communication or a good result. So it's all about how you start the conversation. If you start the conversation from a place of love and then Mm -hmm. be able to articulate why you feel the way that you feel, it's a more productive conversation. Matt told you you went to that sales school. That is a school. really wild. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Matt told Yo, you. Yo, Matt was like, I was like, damn, you good, bro. That's good. That's real. You got to no. set the tone of the uh, conversation off. Yeah. What he's saying is 100. Yeah. Exactly. That was really wise. And I don't feel like enough men know that innately. Yeah. And that has to be learned. And, and Like, the only, but know. I mean, on on the average, the, the most, you know, acceptable, as men, you feel like you only have a, it's, it's tougher to be vulnerable as a man. You want to be looked at as tough and mm-hmm. masculine and mm-hmm. like anger is kind of like the most acceptable emotion for us, mm-hmm. like population wise. Like if you look at, mm-hmm. you know, just look at any guy that you don't, you don't see a lot of guys where they're hard on their sleeve, like on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's part of that is like, you just got to learn how to communicate. What, what he's saying is real because even come, me, even me coming to you with an issue says I need something from right. you yeah. that you're not providing. So he, what he's saying is real. What you think, Moody? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get like, Moody to like, talk. <laughs> no, I mean, the main thing, like I said, is communication and how you deliver. Like, 
not waiting two, three days after you done yeah. yelled. And cause like you said, at that point, it's like, this man don't love me. Yeah. If he's treating yeah. me like this, this is not love. But Chris said love is shown in different ways. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm giving you the cold shoulder, if I'm there, that shows I care. Because yeah. if not, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, I ain't going to show you no emotion about it. Like, it's yeah. like, women well, that's just, how guys, women are, that's like, that's a, as a man, that's yeah. how. But yeah. the cold shoulder, though, I feel like to, yeah, like to give me the cold shoulder is like, well, damn, like, I know you, we not, we may not be on the best terms right now, but like, we still live together. Like, you're not going to cuddle me. Or, I feel like the cold yeah. shoulder is like the last resort. Like, but, yeah. what I was saying to you before the pod, right? You got you got love. It's all the way over here. That's an emotion. Yeah. You got anger. That's all the way over here. But they both equal. They just on the opposite ends of the spectrum. If I'm in the middle and I don't care, you really dead in the water. That's what I'm telling you. But that but the other one can't I I no. I agree with you. I agree with you. If you're Mm -hmm. giving your person the cold shoulder, not saying a word to them, that's immature. Yeah. You should be able to say it's still a reaction. I'm not not feeling it right now. I need some space. That's it. And that it could be like that. So I don't know if this is gonna sound weird, right? But just bear with me. The type of affection I see a man give to his child is just attractive to me. And mm-hmm. my thing is like, can I get some of that too? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like can you operate out of that type of um of softness Care. and affection that you do with them with me? And if you can, like I'm yours. Uh, that child you know typically what? unconditionally loves the father though. Yeah. Yeah. And some women it's are not soft too. Like yeah, when you're being yeah. tough and hard and loud and yeah. vocal, I can't beat. I feel like I have to yell and Yeah, Yeah, so it's like... Okay, so that's why I like what Matt said so much, right? Because if you don't do what Matt said and start with saying, I feel this way out of love or whatever, even if you say it loud, right? Women are observing you while you're hooting and hollering, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever it is you're trying to convey to me, it might be golden, but also it's not... I'm not receiving it as a person that loves me. Because right. your ego's in right? the because, way. Right? Because of yeah, your tone, ego. because of your body language, even if you know that, but it's coming off to me, the words are hitting me like, right. it's like you so-and-so down the street. Like, that's really what it is. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're talking to a customer and they're upset about something, you can't match, like, they can't, like, you gotta solve their problem before you try to sell them something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're upset at me about something, I gotta address what, that you're upset at me, like, acknowledge the fact that I did something to make you upset, whether I agree with it or not, like, a lot of times as a guy, you just gotta be wrong, like, to to break that wall down. <laughs> to just, just to, like, get... Match relationship Mad giving game, bro! No, 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 I get what you're saying, but it's yeah, it's not being wrong. It's being able to communicate to me that you understood what I said, and and I may tell you I'm wrong right now. You can, you don't agree. I can tell you that I'm wrong up front, and and. Granted, if you're upset about something like that, I've, I've done something to be face. responsible for that, right? I mean, is that hard? Is that hard for y'all to do? My bag is like, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong up front and I'm going to explain to you what happened and then you'll tell me that actually you were wrong. So I guess, you know, that's how it works. Yeah, 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 no, that. that man is a wolf. Yeah, nah, no. that man is a wolf. I, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm going to 
to tell you, you Matt, was wrong. Matt, I was wrong, but then I got to get that back to the game in 20 minutes. Now you got to, like, they start, they'll listen to you. Then I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make a filet. Exactly. With some Brussels sprouts. And Nice sauce on there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can do it too. No, he ain't lying because I made I made some lambs and a. It makes it makes it different. I made some lamb chops and a lobster linguine. Yeah, the lamb chops is a. That's it. Every time, every time, hitter. Every time, you right, you right, you right, you right. Baby, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm a practice. But immediately now she's listening because you said something she wants. Baby, you right. Yes. That's yeah. the secret. That's the secret sauce. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. I'm, I'm with Man. Chris. I'm like, Man. Yeah, we need some rap. We need some raps. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Baby, Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I Man. might be wrong. But, that, no, that's that's what what you but when Man, you do I'm it wrong. like that, that comes across dismissive. Because he tried that shit, and I'm like, you wrong. Like, <laughs> oh, I like, oh, we see blood. Let's go. Facts. He put his gun down. Shoot. If I come to you and I'm like, babe, you know, I asked you to clean the kitchen and, you know, you said you would because, you know, I got a lot on my plate and you didn't do that. Okay, I'm sorry. You're wrong. I'm right. You're right. I'm wrong. My bad. I'll clean it up. But that comes across dismissive. You didn't even. That is that's real life though. No, that no, Zay's telling real life. Zay, y'all appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So it that's how it be. Yeah, that's how it be. Hey, Mark. So get, give us some examples. Give us some examples. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What did you want to say? It's too many people talking. Moody. Moody had a great question. Go ahead, Moody. No, well, so what do you want his the response to be? There's no specific <laughs> Look, he's up. like algorithm of words I want him to oh use. It's God. just more so <laughs> it's more so look, look, yeah, you got it. Sometimes women just want to be mad so too. Right? Like, thank, to be thank you. Mad. Thank you. Like for you okay, so here's my thing. If you could jump up and say, Okay, yeah. I'm wrong, you're in the right. Then you knew you should have. So why didn't you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Can he be so that's, perfect? That's what being wrong is. Yeah. But yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's like you didn't even really let me get out what I was saying. It was just kind of like a <laughs> reflex. Like, yeah, I'm wrong. No, okay, like. Wait. So what it is? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. And let me help you. No, you guys what? in the comments, let us know. Is they crazy? No, let me help you. Is they crazy? Not crazy. So what it is? What it is? Is trying to do it too fast? If you do it too fast, it comes it comes across dismissive, like you said, because women want to know that you did some inflection, like you thought about it. No, y'all want to. You probably thought about it before you got here and told us though. Like I'm on the couch, I did something, I got distracted, I didn't do what you asked me to do. I'm already prepared for you to be upset when you get home. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Matt already, is married. I'm He's already, giving y'all gems right now. I've already accepted it. I've already. I'm just saying. I did the cooking that's what it bill. is, though. We want to be able to <laughs> know also facts. that you thought Don't about it. Don't make a dishwasher for me, thank you. That's it. <laughs> Great so, job, man. Good. Just show your work. Oh, so yeah. was it more? Hold on. Was it more yeah. you wanted to say about the situation to where you said you didn't get everything like out? You didn't talk. I feel like it was the emotion behind it. It felt dismissed. Like if I stepped on Willie's shoes right now and he was like, "Yeah, you my stepped easy? on my," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, my bad. Sorry." Whatever. What'd you say? It was. It's kind of like, well, damn. Like 
are you actually listening to what I'm saying? Like, did you actually? That's crazy. I didn't hear that. Nar- what I'm saying. You stepped on my shoe, my bitch. Narcissism. So now I'm crazy. Narcissism. You said it. No, you're taking your anger. Your anger in that moment is not world ending. Y'all take y'all anger in that class. I'm gonna get it. Nah, I'm gonna hurt though. How is that narcissism? I'm not adding. I'm not asking you to feed my ego. I'm asking you to what? do some self-reflection. Like if the same Over way. The dish? That's what I'm saying. How long? How long of a self-reflection? You ask me. No, 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 no. No, no, no. it's simple. No, it's simple. You asked me to do the dishes. Do you want to come home to a dirty house? You asked me to do the dishes. I didn't do them. I was wrong. That's not a, it's not, we don't so need to go on a journey. I gotta go sit, I gotta go sit uh-uh. at the beach and look out to the no. ocean and figure it out. No, what I'm not gonna let y'all do, what I'm not gonna let y'all do is try and zero in on the fact of this little explanation or uh, example, example she used. Yeah. Cause every other fucking time, y'all wanna go all deep digging up under everybody's fucking balls. Okay, give me another no. example. Give me another example. Give me another example. So, so that's Thank my you. thing. So if I'm arguing about, if you're arguing about the dishes of the house being clean, then you want that experience. If it's something more serious or something more depth, how he's going to handle that. But it's the dishes. It was dirty. It was done. I didn't do it. Okay, you no, was right. No, Moody, I got you. I but got it's you. Not no, Moody, just no, the no, 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 no. Y'all, so y'all, so in your mind, yeah. you think it's just the dishes, but in my, this it's is never how just I feel. The dishes. You, never, if you know, if never, you know, I keep the house clean. Mm-hmm. I've been having a long week. For me to get to a point where I'm asking you, like, babe, can you please pick up the dishes? I'm clearly stressed. I clearly have a lot going on, and I'm depending on you to look out from every. You got food. I cook your food. I bring your food to you. I clean the house all, and I ask you for this one thing, like, have my back. It feels so, like you didn't care. Very, it's his Y'all. lack of understanding of what you're going through. Yeah, or not even giving a fuck. So that's the way you, you articulate it to him that way. Like, I feel, I'm not mad at you about the dishes. I'm upset that you don't recognize that this week I've been stressed out. These are the things that I'm experiencing. This is how I feel. That's where they miss it. That's bro. how you have the yeah. conversation. Not like, motherfucker, I told you to do the dishes. The dishes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's and then even then, if you tell me, motherfucker, I told you to do the dishes, I'm not going to just say, like, like you're not, wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, right. I'm wrong. I'm like, right. yeah, what? Yeah, right. yeah I'm like, the dishes. But yeah. it's, it all goes back to communication. Like, you got to yeah. be able to articulate how you feel and why you yeah. feel that way, and then we can have an adult conversation. So his response was based on your delivery. Mm. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. The truth, mm-hmm. that, that's DDT ass, real quick. I'm gonna jump move above too. I see the comments now. No, but you got no, 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 no. Right now, you got to tell them that you a whole, you got a ring on. They have these half of them on the comments. They ain't got nothing. They only got a man. Right. And he said you was. He just default. You was right. Because they was going in on me. It's all good. They're going on everybody. Comments. No, you got to read them. I really don't care, though, but I'm... I'm you be in the comments. Don't do that. You were right. <laughs> I, I that good... Matt responded to anybody that he... What no, dude said something about... Matt said somebody said something about your platform. He's like, okay, cool. Show me how you run your uh, <laughs> eight, 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 thousand sub business, please, <laughs> please, sir. I'm interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. Me and my whole team going to New York I'm this weekend. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna shoot videos in Paris next week. What are y'all doing for your business? <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> oh, I said that. I'm ad libbing. I'm ad libbing. You ain't have her back. <laughs> you ain't have her back. <laughs> and, and the, and but she, no, but he and did. she feels like you didn't have her back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all did because it do. It always be something small. And the guys, we hear what you are talking about. So yeah. you're talking about the dishes to him. We're so, literal. Yeah. So he's like, damn, you right. My bad. You're right. Yeah. I and you're like, nigga, you I ain't just right. 
It's been all week you've been fucking up. You like, <laughs> don't know that because he's like, damn, right. I just didn't do oh, the dishes. Right. <laughs> so next time it's more like, hey, Kadeem, I feel like I'm not a part of the team when you don't play a song I would like to hear. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to say, like that. I'm like going to make rule number 12. I control dismissive. the arts in here. It feels dismissive. Because you're literal. So I feel like. That's a more fair way to talk, express yourself. There you yourself. go. Thank you. Give her a bomb. Give her a bomb. Because I feel. Give her a bomb. I hold the right. When you bring your Bluetooth speaker here, we'll play what you want to hear. Uh, I got a bowl. This is my I got a Sony. Yeah, it is. I want to hear what I want to hear. This is my space. The man takes showers in here, y'all. Is this <laughs> 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 he lives here. <laughs> well, I hope that. I work so hard on the pod that I do sleep in here sometimes. Sometimes I'm editing all night, and I wish two of them would come in here and do it yep. for me, but it <laughs> won't fucking happen. So because I want to turn the pod out tomorrow, with Matt, because this is a great pod, I'm going to be in here all night, do the audio, do the video, do all the timestamps, and it'll be out. So if that means I got to sleep in this bitch, that's what I'm doing. Bum. So when you guys want to drop your own podcast instead of asking me how to do it, come fuck with me. You want me to bring you some cereal? No, nah, I don't eat in here. Okay. And you probably eat something with high fructose corn syrup or some shit. You don't shit. like Frosted Flakes, <laughs> nigga. You <laughs> like Frosted Flakes. I do don't, not like Frosted Flakes. I love it. I done seen <laughs> anyway. you I'm instigating all this shit. I <laughs> anyway, love it. Anyway, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> take showers where? I would take a shower at the gym before I did that. Anyway, <laughs> great pie. Homeless. I'm sorry for all Matt's people that came here to hear them talking crazy about me, bro. Don't apologize. <laughs> but, if, but if you're here, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Everybody that watches our show, if you like to cook, you're in the cook and you want to learn how to cook, I learned a lot of great base fundamental skills. I'm having whole Christmas brunches now. They, you know, top tier. What you think, Willie? Yeah, good. Top tier homemade cinnamon rolls, steak, porterhouse, all that. We do. We, we're going crazy. So, uh, guy, he has great, great uh, products. The all-purpose seasoning is a must. I'm sure the flour is because, you know. The, the, the all-purpose stuff is definitely a must. And the knife is top tier. Lemon Bay, hot all-purpose. Obviously, I'm a fan. Don't forget the food thermometer, too. That's a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I use, and I don't even be thinking about... Oh, this yeah. is messed up. Very important. Right. The, food, the food, thermometer. food thermometer does help. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need that. Get your mm. steak right where it needs to be. Absolutely. Get that salmon right. It's flaky. It's just... Ah. Buttery, yeah. Buttery, bro. Chicken breast don't be dry. dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Stop serving a bit dry. That dry chicken. Mm. Where can they find uh, your, your your stuff for your live events, all your stuff? Tell them where to find Mr. you, MrMakeItHappen.com. Uh, everything is there. I finally bit the bullet and, and bought the domain for okay. an egregious price. Um, <laughs> but yeah, MrMakeItHappen.com. You had to buy it from somebody. Yeah, somebody oh, had it, wasn't using it. Um, but yeah, MrMakeItHappen.com. You can you can catch you know YouTube there, all of my links, all of the products. Um, I'm Mr. Make it Happen on all, all platforms, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Blue Check. Facebook, etc. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, check me out. I appreciate it. It'll be all in the link below. I'm going to put Moody stuff in there, too. He not he not out here to help you with your videos, so unless you want to get on the team. He's spoken for. Yeah, and you got to be nice <laughs> to get on the team. So. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So make sure you guys do what my baby says and... Like, subscribe, hit the bell.